It's interesting. Because you go all week long and you get all caught up in this world. And then God gave us a commandment from the very beginning. says, um, take a Sabbath. <laughs> take a day of rest. Um, that's yesterday. Today, we worship because Jesus rose again on the first day. So we rested yesterday, which is the official Sabbath. But as Christians and believers, we found this new hope in God because He raised from the dead. He defeated death. That's huge. Even doctors don't know how to do that. And they'll claim it once somebody comes back to life. They'll go, we don't know how. <laughs> it was a miracle. Well, just think of this. And this is what the disciples and throughout the Bible, all of Scripture, it talks about the sting of death. Where is your sting? If you can defeat death, there's nothing that can stop you. And that's what God was telling us. If we put our faith in God, He conquered death. And for humans, that's the worst thing, is death. So whatever's going on in your life, you know what? Turn it over to God. He says, cast all your cares on Him. And He's talking to Christians. He's talking to believers. The rest of the world doesn't get to do this. They have to suffer the consequences. They have to deal with it themselves. Isn't that weird that once you become a believer in Jesus Christ, it's like you have a Father in Heaven that just says, pour it all out I've proven that by defeating death. Even death can't beat me. And so whatever goes on in your life, because you're a child of God, it's a promise. He says, cast all your cares unto him, and he gives you rest. The people that don't have any problems, they don't even know what that's talking about, man. They're not like... Um, that He loves me and He gives me rest. If you don't have any problems in your life, you don't get it. But for those of us who have financial problems, um, relationship problems, um, um, maybe uh, problems with your community, your neighborhood, <laughs> maybe some neighbors upset. I mean, those are, um, maybe there's drugs and alcohol, family members going through that. And it's, you stay up all night. You may not have gotten a good rest in weeks. Jesus says, as a child of God, you cast all that into him. In the promise, he says, he carries a burden, and you can have rest. If you ever experience that, I'll tell you what, it's always at night. That's where Satan gets you to think. Every thought goes through your mind at night. Every negative, shaming thought. And nothing you can do about it. It's the middle of the night. The other day I took some medicine. I, I took some medicine, and um, they say don't take it until night. Which, whoever came up with that rule, go back to medical school. Because you know what happens when you take medication at night and something goes wrong? 
there is nobody to call except the emergency room. You can't call your doctor and say, hey, i got these symptoms. I mean, is this okay? You freak out, and that's what happened. I took some medication, and seriously, my entire face felt like somebody just punched me in some awful fight. I mean, even my wife didn't even know that. Um, she didn't even know what to do. It's like I couldn't explain it. My teeth hurt. My jaw hurt. My, I mean, it was so painful. I finally, thank God, we had that much NyQuil left in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pastor Paul got drunk. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I took the NyQuil, and it took, it took three hours before I finally got the rest. Ah, see you back there. Um, but you know what? Um, it's that nighttime because... That's what was so bad. The pain was there. But the fact that I couldn't call my doctor and even ask him, is this normal? I mean, what am I, what's happening? Why is there this um, amount of pain that, seriously, I, I'm ready to um, go to the emergency room. And unfortunately, um, uh, taking NyQuil knocked me out, and I, I was good. Uh, <laughs> but the next day, I thought, and then the physician apologized and he's like oh that's one of the side effects oh well, whatever um but you know if you would have told me to take this in the daytime i could have called you and then at least i know i'm not gonna die from this i mean it's just a few hours of pain but man i'm like dude what happened did i just get locked jaw or something i mean dude this is crazy so whoever says take medicine at night i just don't agree totally with that um maybe do a test run in the daytime to make sure <laughs> So, so, but it's, it, that's how it is with your relationship, um, with God. Um, um, as a Christian, you can cast it on him 24 hours, seven days a week because Satan's going to hit you in the middle of the night, man. You won't be able to sleep. It's just terrible. It's one of those things that it's one of those promises from God that you can claim that as a believer. I don't know. I know people say Christians are weak. I um, call me weak. I don't know, but I know that when when things are so bad that I can't handle it, it's such a relief to be able to say, "God, this is this is more than I can handle." Now, if people get this Bible verse wrong, so just delete this. Just delete it. Don't you, if you've ever heard this. God will not give you more than you can handle. That's not even in the Bible. That is not scripturally fact. But people throw it all around. God will not give you more than you can handle. Really? Because I've been around a lot of people in ministry from my dad being a pastor. And I've watched some families go through things that literally is more than they can handle. If you've been in a destructive situation of any kind, war... If your kids have went off to war, that's more, and, and you get that um, knock on the door, and it's not them, it's someone telling you they've been killed in war. That's more than a family can handle. This, I mean, we could go on with all the abuses and things that happen. It's just more than what we can handle. The Bible doesn't say that. It says you will not be tempted more than you can handle. <laughs> Two different things. You can't sit there and tell God, "Hey, God, I was." Tempted so much, I couldn't, I had to give it. No, he says, I'll give you a way out. You just need to look for it. 
But to say more than again, no, that's not actually what the Bible says. The Bible does not say he won't give you more than you can handle. It actually tells us that as a believer, you'll actually go through more persecution. It's a whole different way of living than the world lives. You have to trust him. So the world's going to give you even more problems. But the promise is, I'm going with you. You got me this time. Same worldly problems. Christians have problems. Non-Christians have problems. Christians have Jesus. Cast all your cares on me. Because I love you. And he'll give you rest. And that's something we miss. Man, if you, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, just think about what, how much am I carrying? Literally. I can hand over to Jesus. And he'll say, I got this. Oh, you got to trust Jesus. Jesus is, man, Eddie, I, I noticed this one thing this week. And um, this isn't in my sermon today, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, as much as we think that society has went off the deep end and the youth has gotten further away from God, which I see that, I know what you mean. Boy, if you've been watching, especially with sports, and I'll have to say, um, even with, I hate to even say it out loud. Ohio State. Oh, oh I, hate, I hate even saying those words. But no, um, Ohio State. The, the, um, I believe it's the quarterback. I'm on 99% sure it's the quarterback. Gave a great testimony when they were asking him. And he said, it's all because of his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like, how old is this kid? And then... There's um, Clemson, Clemson's quarterback, same thing, other players. And you see now, you see the entire teams going down to the end zone and kneeling before the games. I mean, I see it. I see that there's some problems with the youth and that the church isn't reaching them. But I'll tell you what, God's reaching them in different ways. And then I... I totally believe that this world is going a different direction, but I see this group of youth that is coming up, and they're bold. Now, this one I can tell you. Yesterday, Alabama had a pretty hard time whenever our main quarterback got injured, and the second-string quarterback had to come in. And all of them took a little rusting, but boy, that boy got on it by fourth quarter. They got in sync. I mean, he's just thrown into the game. They don't know how, you know, the, the whole team's got to depend on him. It's all out of sync. And afterwards, after they won the game, I mean, it just went so great in his favor. The guy ran like 70-something yards to score a touchdown. And then and when they asked him, there's an article, what he said. And he said the first thing he did was he went to the tent where um, Bryce Young was. And he said, I love you and God loves you. That was why he goes, I just knew I had to tell him. I had to tell him God's got this. He's in there with an injury that could ruin his multi-million dollar career. These are 18, 19 year old kids that are sharing the gospel probably more than people that's been going to church for years. And then they, he puts in there, he goes, before he went out to take on that task, 
He said, I prayed to God. And I just said, God, I need you in this. Isn't it great to be a believer? It's not being a coward. It's knowing Jesus is for real. Oh, man, it's so different. Oh, I've been on both sides. I know. And I've watched people on both sides. I've watched people struggle with things that God could just take. And let me tell you something. He does not say that he will not give you more than you can handle. Satan will attack you with more than you can handle. And God will say, come on, let's take this together. Let's do this together. Because see, Satan has given this world. We gave it to him. He owns the deed to this world. That's what the scripture is talking about. That's why God's not coming. Everybody's like, where is God? We turn the deed over to this guy. And God's honoring it. That's what he did. He gave it to us and we gave it away. But there's a day coming where God says, all right, I've had enough. And the sad thing in that day is there's a big turning away from God. And that's when God's going to draw the line. So we know that. The scripture tells us. But in the meantime, as believers, we can trust. We can be obedient to him, knowing this isn't our time. This isn't our time. Our time is coming. Paul and Peter both talk about the day that they leave this body. They're instantly in heaven with the Father. Dude, there's so many promises in the Bible, man. You just got to ride that and you're like, man, this world's ugly on things that's happening. But the part of what God does inside this world, so amazing. 